Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Facebook has definitely made a difference when it came onto the scene a number of years ago. And I think within the last couple of months now, I have read one of the co-founders, a VP, all feeling guilty about why did they ever start Facebook. The fact that it has not helped our social discourse. It's been more negative. And that's why I wanted to bring on Jay Gris Hodson, Assistant Professor, College of Interdisciplinary Studies at Royal Roads University, joining us today. Hello, Jagris. Hello, nice to be here. You are a social media researcher. You lecture on the topic. You're a consultant on social media. And now you are no longer part of Facebook. This does not make sense to me, Jagris. I get that a lot. You know, uh, when I go to conferences, I speak to other people who consult or who do research, and they always say, oh, well, let's hook up on Facebook. We'll talk more about this. And I have to come out and say, oh, no, actually, I've been off Facebook since 2013. And I always get the weird looks. You know, what do you mean you've been off Facebook? But I think I know too much. I've, uh, You know, you, you research it long enough, and, and you learn some of these things. It's like people who make donuts, they never want to eat a donut again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see how the sausage is made, maybe. So since 2013, what led you almost four years ago to cut your ties from Facebook? Yeah, it was a combination of things. So I've been studying Facebook ever since my master's degree, which I completed in, in 2008. So I was one of the early adopters to Facebook. I was really optimistic about it in the early days. I remember my master's thesis advisor said, oh, don't study that thing. It'll be, you know, gone in five minutes. But I, I insisted and and I was really pro-Facebook for a long time, but I started to notice, I guess, some of the cracks beginning to show after completing my PhD. I, I noticed that uh, well, our, we were spending a lot of time on it, and there were sort of these social hacks, if you will, or you know, social psychological tricks that made it very hard to tear ourselves away. And so we were feeding all of our information to this platform, it, which in turn was using that information to advertise to us. And I just didn't feel like the trade-off was worth it for me anymore. I was, you know, I felt a bit like a rat, you know, pushing the, the button, trying to get the pellet out again and again and again. And, and, and I just, I, I wanted to stop that sort of automatic response and, and really take charge of my, uh, my online habit. When did Facebook begin? Facebook started around, I might not get this right, but around 2005, 2006. Yeah, okay, Uh, because I think in the early days, it was innocent. It was, well, um, you know, according to the movie about it, but I mean, the (laughs) whole idea of maybe, first of all, rating girls, but getting, keeping in touch with friends. So I think it started innocently enough. Ultimately, did it come down to, well, we've created this, we've got to make money. How are we going to make money? We've got all this data right at our our fingertips and we can sell it. You hit the nail right on the head, and I think that's that's a big part of it. But that effect is snowballed, of course, right? And now Facebook has taken advertising money away from um, you know traditional media outlets such as radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not getting, I think, the same the same quality necessarily of information through Facebook. It's very filtered. It, it's very um, ghettoized, or, or we we see a lot of the things that we like, but we're not exposed to differing opinions. And again, for me, you know, just just thinking about it, that the trade off wasn't worth it. And and I don't want to tell anybody else what to do with their lives, but I would advise everybody to just think about it. If if it's worth it for you, keep going. But but do it mindfully and decide if you want to give your information and your time to this platform, you know, despite uh, some of its drawbacks. 
Well, it's a free service. And and in the early days, I remember saying, okay, I'm going to see some ads. Well, I enjoy being able to stay in touch with friends. I have since really distanced myself from Facebook as well. I, I don't go mm. out on it on it very often as well. But I think, is this the trade-off? Maybe if we were to say, we'll pay for the service, and then I don't have to put with uh, put up with ads, and I know that my information isn't going to be sold to the the next company around the corner. Well, exactly. I, I think I would just like to have that option. Yeah. So can I pay and not have you mine my information? But on the other hand, you know, I've also noticed I've become much more productive uh, since being off Facebook. So, so maybe I did make the right choice for me. And, and maybe if, if given the option for a paid service at this point, after not being on it, maybe maybe I wouldn't choose. Mm. You, know, you find other ways to stay in touch with the people who really matter to you. Uh, and, and I don't think feel like my social life has really been you know impacted terribly by this choice. <laughs> I won't get into your social life. Jake, <laughs> I, want, I want to take a quick break here. And I'm curious to hear from my listeners, 403-974-8255. In the last half hour, I didn't want to say Samaritan's Purse is all bad. There's good there. And I don't want to say Facebook is all bad. But I do want to touch on, Jagris, other social media, because I know you say you've cut ties with Facebook, but curious about some other ones as well. Jagris Hodson is my guest. She's Assistant Professor, College of Interdisciplinary Studies at Royal Roads University. 403-974-8255. Would love to hear your opinion. It's 337. Examining our relationship with Facebook, I'm talking to a Facebook or social media researcher who's actually not on Facebook, Jagris Hodson, Assistant Professor, College of Interdisciplinary Studies at Royal Roads University. Uh, I like this text that I received, Jagris, from a listener. I'm with your guest, proud to say I never joined Facebook, and I'm in IT. My colleagues think I'm nuts. I'm just not interested in everyone's business and continue to enjoy the simple things in life. I always love it when you hear from people who are in IT or in your area, social media research, and you're saying, I don't need to be part of this. Absolutely. I feel like we need to start a support group or something. <laughs> well, and then someone else said, um, what was this one? Facebook reminds me of friends' birthdays. We organize get together. Yeah, it's, I'm not buying that one. But goes on to say, I never see any, wait, I see no ads. I share events and photos with friends and family. Zero trade-off. And I said, you see no ads. So I quickly, because it's been a while since I've been on my Facebook page. <laughs> so I quickly went to my Facebook page and within four postings, oh, there it is suggested post from North Aware. Maybe the person doesn't even know that he or she is being advertised to Jagris. And that could be part of it. You know, they, they're trying to make the ads as uh, subtle as possible uh, so that maybe people don't really think about the fact that they're being advertised to. And, yeah. you know, in some ways, again, it's that trade-off. If, if, you, if it doesn't bother you, then, yeah, of course, uh, you know, keep, keep up with it. You know, it bothers me when I look up something on Amazon and then surf over to another website and see the thing that I looked up advertised to me somewhere else. I, I start to get the heebie-jeebies when that stuff happens. So maybe I'm extra sensitive to it. Well, no, and Jake, I, I agree. I was searching a gift for my daughter, and then all of a sudden on, was it on Instagram somewhere that I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, they're all owned. And then here's the thing. With this particular suggested post, because they don't want to call it an advertisement, <laughs> there is an opportunity here. Do I click on those buttons? Oh, I don't know if I should or not, but I think there is, I think it's on Instagram where you want to say, stop seeing these ads. Yeah. So for a while I was clicking, I don't want to see these ads, block these ads. And then I thought, no, wait a second. They're probably mining that information somehow as well to use against me. 
Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mentioned Facebook, because, but you are a social media researcher consultant. So what about the Snapchats, the Instagrams, the Twitters? Are you on any of those? That's a great question. So right now I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn for work. Mm-hmm. But I, I keep thinking that... Uh, you know, I, 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 I feel compelled to, to reassess my involvement with those ones as well. I, I haven't left them yet. But Twitter in particular, uh, I find that it's just become so negative. Uh, and, uh, you know, with all the uh, controversy around the, the president of the United States and everything else, there's, there's a lot of vitriol and a lot of bullying on Twitter. Yeah. LinkedIn, on the other hand, I just forget to check. I'll <laughs> log in about, about once, a, once a month or so. But, but yeah, I, I haven't been able to pull the plug yet on those because they are more closely tied to my work. Uh, in terms of my other research, though, I find that, that I can do research on you know, Facebook or, or Snapchat or Instagram or what have you if I come at it in, in a different sort of way. So, you know, I can um, use uh, text scrapers or, or other tools to mine content and then, and then look at the content that people are posting without being on there. Mm. But uh, I've been recently getting into more research where we sit down with people and we talk to them about their use of these platforms. And you find out a lot that way. Um, wait, wait, you know, but- wait a second. You said <laughs> you sit down with people. You're actually in the same room and you're having a conversation? Weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, but continue. So no, you're talking no, to them. I, yeah, I mean, there, there are just so many ways of finding out how these technologies are integrated in our lives without having to be on it. And in, and in fact, I sometimes feel that the platforms that I am on, my own experience is coloring my interpretation of, you know, the, the data that I'm getting when I'm talking to people. Whereas now that I'm off Facebook, you know, it's a clean slate. I can sit down and, and hear what people are telling me. And, uh, you know, really take that at face value and not think, oh, well, you know, that's not my experience on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Jay Gris, talk about, though, the emotional attachment we have to any type of social media, it seems. And I don't oh, know absolutely. I don't know if it's always good, because I think originally Facebook and I'm getting texts from people saying, hey, I'm able to see friends I haven't seen in years. Mm-hmm. So you get that kind of, wow, this is cool. But then where does it go from there? Well, that, that's true. And I would say that was the biggest thing that I was worried about when I left Facebook. And boy, did Facebook make it hard. So, you know, in 2013, when I you know, deactivated my account, they sent me to this page that said, are you sure you want to do this? And they showed me a picture of some of the friends in my Facebook network with their name and said, so-and-so is really going to miss you if you leave. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, so they know. They know that, that this is a thing. Uh, I would say, again, and this is only my own experience, and I don't want to tell anybody else what to do. But in my experience, it wasn't as as scary as, as I thought it would be. There are, you know, longtime friends that I've been able to stay in contact with through other ways. Now, granted, some of them I had to use, you know, for example, LinkedIn, which I am still on to look up. So, you know, I yes. didn't give up social networks entirely. Yeah. Um, and others I found through friends of friends. So like the old fashioned social network, you know, here you go again. You talk to somebody yes. and you say, hey, remember that person? I didn't actually have their phone number. Can you connect me with them via email? <laughs> because... I, I would like I would like to be in touch, and I'm not on Facebook. And you know what? It it worked. Yeah. So 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 I don't feel like I'm I'm without uh, those uh, those important people to me. And yeah, maybe it takes a little bit more work to find them. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I think that research has shown that we have about a, a handful of really close friends that that really enrich our lives. 
And those ones are really easy to hold on to without technology. Well, and even that texter who says, uh, it tells me when my friend's birthdays are. Uh, finally, this year, I took my birthday out of my profile because for the last number of years, I, now this sounds terrible that I'm uh, an ingrate that I thought, oh, do I need to have happy birthday from people I haven't heard from in years? And it's yeah. only because Facebook reminded them, hey, Angie's birthday is today. And so I got rid of that. And I had true birthday wishes from my friend. Now, I'm glad you mentioned the, the email. Oh, the email. Uh, because I'm on Messenger. And Messenger is, is Facebook, right? Facebook allows me to do Messenger, doesn't it? That's right. So, so you're still giving data to the Facebook yes. company and it's still... Uh, you know, collecting, you know, you can't consider anything you write on Messenger to be private, yeah. right? They, they've got access to that. Uh, and so now that I thought of it, my son goes to school in the States and I thought, well, Messenger is an easier way. I get charged for texts in the States. But you know what? I'm just going to go back the old way of emailing him. Uh, let's see here. This is really more cathartic for me, Jagaris, just so you know. <laughs> uh, someone here said, Ange, it's called retargeting pixel. It allows me to send you more info about my product and site because you went to my site. Um, Jagris, you familiar with retargeting Pixel? That that's correct. Yes, I am. I am familiar with retargeting, and and Facebook's not the only one that does it. As I mentioned, you know, we we get it when we search things on Amazon. You know, it's it's everywhere. It's Twitter. It's it's Instagram, and you know, the idea is is, is somewhat sound. You know, I've talked to people in the advertising industry who who said, you know, wouldn't you rather have something advertised to you that we know you're interested in? Yeah. And, you know, again, I think that it's, it's all personal preference. Some people find it a little bit creepy. Other people say, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to get an ad for uh, baby bottles if I'm not interested in having kids, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, good one here. Hi, Ange. Been there, done that. Ha ha. I realized one day it was not doing me any good. I've been more productive, never even affected my social life, more authentic, more personal, no more virtual friendships. Uh, P.S. Keep feeling better. I've got a cold, Jagris. You probably just oh, think I'm... I have this very deep, <laughs> sexy voice all the time. Uh, another one here says, Google is worse. I have blockers. Mm-hmm. But the big thing is when you go to a website and you see a Facebook like, oh, like thumb, almost like the site is asking you to like their page. But what it is is to follow you across the Internet. Get a blocker. You can block anything now. Um, your opinion on that one? Oh, yeah. This is, so uh, I've got you know, three points on that one. So I don't use Google either. I use a search engine called DuckDuckGo that doesn't track you uh, as you go around the Internet. Now, Ooh. the trade-off is because it's not tracking you, the search results are less personalized. Mm. But I like yeah. it that way because then I know I'm getting exposed to a wider variety of, of sources. So so I, I fully agree on Google. And, yes, I also I use the uh, Firefox web browser, and I also have blockers, um, mm. and it helps most of the time. DuckDuckGo.com. DuckDuckGo, yeah. Okay, I think I've heard of that before, but I haven't taken the time. Another one here says, I signed out of Facebook after I decided that people are stupid, like really, really <laughs> stupid. I was seeing more posts from pages and whatnot that, I w- that was from my friends. If I want to look at funny memes and stuff, there's other sites I can go to. Now I, I just got to kick that too, and I'm good. Okay, so he's got to kick his habit of going to other sites. But yeah. <laughs> um, that idea, though, I think when you're on Facebook or any form of social Social media. You touched on it with Twitter. That sometimes, ultimately, you question humanity. Yeah, I, I think we're seeing one side of things, and you know, sometimes we're seeing only the the happy posts, the things that 
people think they want to share with other people. They're sort of curating their lives, if you will. Um, but that, and that can have the effect of making us feel like our lives aren't good enough. On yeah. the other hand, I, you know, in a place like Twitter, sometimes you just get anger and you get bullying and, and you get you know, some of the negativity. Either way, um, I don't think it's necessarily contributing to our community cohesion. Um, but again, I don't want to be prescriptive to communities. I just, I just want to say if it's making you happy, do it. Yeah. If it's not making you happy, say, you know what? I can step away from this and it might be okay. Yeah. Ken says, I quit Facebook eight years ago. And funny thing is, I haven't talked to hardly any of the 150 friends I had. Ha ha. Uh, Jay Gris, <laughs> here's another one. Beautiful name. How does she spell it? What nationality? <laughs> Where? What? Uh, I get that a lot. Jay Gris, what's the nationality of Jay Gris? Uh, my mother made it up. She was uh, a hippie on a boat in the 70s, and, and I couldn't be more happy because speaking of Google, it allows me to be very easily searchable online if you uh, are ever interested in finding out more about my research, for example. Jagris is J-A-I-G-R-I-S. Um, I never know what kind of text I get, Jagris. That's the, this is our own form of social media every afternoon here on the radio. Uh, another one says the, the world needs more face-to-face -face and a lot less face-to-book. Huge time, <laughs> huge time sucker, full of drama, proven to lead to depression. Have you heard that research about the uh, Facebook can lead to depression? Some research done actually by Facebook themselves that shows if you you know see certain types of posts in your feed, uh, it will uh, lead you to feel more depressed. Uh, I, I am concerned somewhat about the fact that this is a big social experiment that we're all performing on ourselves, uh, and we don't really know what the outcome will be. So mm -hmm. you know whether or not it ends up in you know more depression or whether it or not it ends up in you know. Uh, some would say propaganda and uh, sort of problems with uh, democratic the democratic process in elections and those sorts of things. Um, or e if even if it doesn't, it may end up in something else. But we don't know what the outcome will be. We're just sort of participating yeah. in this social experiment. And uh, and I think that um, we might not want to if we were able to see the consequences ahead of time. I loved your comment uh, because uh, Jagers wrote about this in HuffingtonPost.ca. Uh, her last line was... Um, Let's see, I was tired of feeling like I needed Facebook, when in reality, Facebook needs all of us. Jagris, I think that's a, a great line to end on. Thanks so much for the conversation. Oh, thank you. It's been a great time today. Okay, Jagris Hodson, yes, the made-up name that her hippie mother made for her. Jagris Hodson, Assistant Professor, College of Interdisciplinary Studies at Royal Roads University in Victoria. Basil thinks, it says, you two sound like flat earths with this topic. Throw your wooden shoes in the machines and go back to feather quills and squid ink. Oh, weren't times much simpler then with the feather quills and the squid ink? we got news coming up next.